0: Hi everybody, this is Celeste from Lies and Deceit, but the truth hurts. Um, On tonight's segment episode, um, what I'm going to do is respond actually to an email that I received. And I do want to apologize, you guys. I have not been checking the emails because I honestly wasn't thinking I was going to get emails, to be honest with you. So I wasn't checking them and then unfortunately I checked them earlier and then I saw that I had about 25 emails. Um, so, what I am going to do, I'm going to go through the emails or whatever, and if they're not like the same questions, duplicate questions or anything like that, I'll re- you know, respond to those. But tonight, I'm going to respond to uh, Samantha Paulings from Chapel Hill. Um, she sent the email stating or asking, um, you stated that your husband or you felt that your husband Is a narcissist? Why do you feel that your husband is a narcissist, and how do you deal with him in the situation that you're in? Um, Well, Samantha, for me, I do feel that my husband has narcissistic traits. Um, I have said that he's a narcissist because I have been reading up on narcissism, you know, for a long time because it was just certain things that he used to do in the marriage. And with certain things in the marriage that he used to do, that's how I end up, you know, have being able to deal with him, or i put it this way, tolerate him in certain things. Um, because with the narcissist, you have to be able to, let's see, play their game, basically. And I think that's why I tolerate so much. I'm not even... I'm not even going to say that's why I tolerate so much, but I have tolerated so much by playing the same games he played, by reading up on certain things and being able to acknowledge how he acts so I can be able to, like, okay, if, you know, when we started getting into arguments, like, say, now, if I was to get in an argument with him today, what I would do is I would just see how he acts. You know what I'm saying? I will see how he act, and then I'll respond off of that. Because once you give the the narcissist that energy, you let them feed off of you, that's what they're going to get. They, they feed off that negativity. And once you give it to them, they run straight for it, you know? So, um, I do feel that he, you know, he's a narcissist in a way. And I know they say with narcissists, they never change. And it's either you deal with a, a narcissist or you get out, you know, either way. Um... I always just say he liked empathy, you know, with the way he acts sometimes. And one thing I do know, my husband was very manipulative. You know, he used to like to gaslight you. He loved used to gaslight you, you know. And when we used to get in arguments or whatever the case may be, he know one thing I did not like is to have that silent treatment, you know, where he know I don't like that. Don't give me, and he will. and he's the type of person who would do that if you're in an argument, or whatever, Samantha, he will, like, try to, you know, after the argument, after he said what he say, or whatever the case may be, he, like, try to tune you out or whatever, and he don't want to hear nothing else. Or you can be cursing him out all through a text message and then whatever, and he ain't responding. Or, you know, you trying to call him, he ain't picking up because, you know, he's trying to give you that silent treatment. He know one thing that people do not like, what a narcissist know people don't like is a silent treatment, and they love to use that. So if you're in a situation and you... You know, you sense that, that person probably has some narcissistic traits, just to be honest with you. And, um, like I used to always tell him, you know, or anybody, you tell one lie and all your truth become questionable, you know. And, you know, he can, he used to just lie about something so simple and it didn't even have to be a lie, you know. Um, one day he used my car. And this is so funny. Like, he used my car, and when he brought my car back, he parked, like, double parked my car. And when he double parked my car, you know, that night or whatever, like, because I stayed in an apartment complex. So when he double parked my car, they towed my car. See, I didn't know that, you know. So the next morning, I'm, you know, I'm getting up going to look for my car, and my car was towed. And I'm like, dude, where's my car? And he was like, what do you mean? I said, where'd you put my car? He said, your car should be where I left it. So, I'm calling the people for my car, trying to figure out, they got my car, because I'm like, my car payment's not behind, so where's my car? Did y'all have my car towed? Like, why would y'all have my car towed? And it was like, ma'am, we didn't tow your car. I said, well, my car's not here. Where would it be? They said, well, ma'am, you we need to call 911. So, then I called 911 to report my car stolen, and when I called 911 to report my car stolen, they told me that my car was towed for being double parked, and this is what I'm trying to get to, why I said, you know, Norris didn't lie about any little thing. So, you know, he, I called him and told him that my car was towed. It was $185 to get my car from being towed and this and that and the third. So I had to go get the money from him, you know, because you're going to pay for my car being towed because you it was you parked it like that. But instead of him, it, to me, that's something simple. But he goes around telling everybody else, you know. Because he had to give me the money, he was trying to act like he was so upset with me, you know. Round here, acting like he was so upset with me because my car got towed. This round around people, because mind you, I wasn't there at the at the moment, but he's around here acting like you know he upset because my car got towed, and now he got to give me one hundred eighty dollars that he really didn't have at that moment because he had other stuff to do. But he had to give me one hundred eighty dollars to get my car, you know, from being towed. No, I could have paid for that, but you got my car towed, so you're going to pay it. So. I'm like, dude, why are you telling everybody? You know, I heard that he told everybody that it was that I had got my car do- told. I was like, dude, why are you telling everybody that I double part? Why, you know, this and that and third? It's just something so simple as that that you're going to tell, you're going to make a story to somebody else to tell a lie just to, for what? What was the purpose of even telling anybody that? You understand what I'm saying? So he would just take something and spin it and make a lie out of it for no apparent reason. For nothing. So it's like when you can lie about something that simple, when you can go out here and have a whole attitude, you know, trying to act like you have a whole attitude and that you're mad for giving me $180, you know what I'm saying, for the car being towed and trying to make people think it was my fault, when that's reality, I didn't have the car, you did. So I'm just like, if you can just lie about something that simple and that has nothing to do with anything, I'm just going to start questioning every goddamn thing you say because this is ridiculous, you know, so... That's why I say he's also a narcissist, because they will just lie about any and everything. But he do like to play this game of also forgive and forget. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't matter how bad a situation is or whatever, they want you, a narcissist wants you to, you know, to forgive them. They want you, no matter what they do, they want you to forgive them because they're going to feed all that. They want you to forget so they can feed all that. And they want to get you back feeling like everything is good. You know why? So they can continue to keep doing whatever it is that they were doing. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to have to learn to start, you know, stop playing the game. Set your own boundaries. And um, that's, you know, like I said, he just did a lot of stuff for me to say that. That's why I felt that he was a narcissist. Also, most narcissists do have, like, secret lives. And they lie so effortlessly with it, you know what I'm saying? And because they're trying to keep up a perception of on this end and trying to keep something up on this end or whatever the case may be. And eventually, you know, people on the outside are going to start seeing it. And and that's the problem that they don't like to have this. So they try to keep everything separate so you don't see the truth. You know what I'm saying? But see, with me, I know everything about this dude. I've been with him for over 10 years. Um, I know him in and out. You know, I know a lot of stuff. So people that's on the outside looking in, they probably be looking like, bitch, you this nothing the third. Why, you know, because of... What he's probably saying, he's not even, te- he don't tell them anything. They don't know what goes on in the household. They don't know what, you know, I have to deal with or anything. They don't go by what he said, but let me tell you, too, nine times out of ten, a nigga is lying. You know, and he knows it, and I have to always call him out on it. Just like he be like, well, baby, I told you. I'm like, who was you talking to because you didn't tell me? We didn't have this conversation. And he was like, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. You know, like. I mean, we used to have a whole argument. I told you this. It was such and such and such such. Dude, no, you didn't. You know, but we are be arguing about something. And because he, in his mind, we had this conversation. So you have to realize he didn't have this conversation with me. So, you know, you always have to look at a person and go off of their actions. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, and sometimes just trust, just trust your instincts because, you, you as we as women, we have that. You know, we have that. I don't know that. I don't know. We were just built to to feel whatever is going on with us, and something ain't right. So, um, and he have a history. You know, we have a history of like abuse in our in our relationship, more so before we got married. Way before we got married, um, and a lot of people don't know about that, you know, some people knew like some of his family members, but they don't know to what extent because like he always wanted to keep it between us, but they didn't know that he used to have a little ha- problem with his hands. Um and it was just like a lot of emotional abuse as well. And when you have so much history of trauma or any type of abuse, mental, emotionally whatever, Um, sometimes you get adapted to it and you start having a high tolerance for that. You understand what I'm saying? You have a high tolerance for that pain. And just because you have that high tolerance for that pain does not mean you have to accept it. So when it came to certain things of that nature, I just like, yeah, I think he is a narcissist. And, um... An example is like I said, we can be say we be arguing about something. And what I started learning to do is, when we get into like some type of argument or a dispute about something, I start looking at them, you know. And you actually can just look at somebody and their their actions, and it tells you a lot. And um, and then what I would do when we are arguing, I turn around because in my mind I'm already like I already I already know what it is. You know what I'm saying, like. I can go ahead and pimp like when he used to get mad, I can like, okay, I know what this nigga about to do. He about to act like he's so mad so he can, you know, have a whole damn attitude so he can leave. Two minutes later we get he finally trying to find something to have a little attitude. And what he do? You know what, I'll be back. You know, I'm like, you know, I'll be laughing because i like, I just knew it. So when he came to the point of having an argument with him, like I would turn around and in my mind be like, okay, this is what you're gonna say. And I would say a certain thing and he react a certain way. And then I can t- then right then and there I knew exactly how he was going to act, and and that's and I tell him this all the time. I said, you know what? And I just think like we're both of us is kind of crazy to be honest with you, because it has been a time and, and y'all, I'm so serious. It has been a time, and I'm going to get back to the narcissist thing with him. But it has been a time where me and him was in like a full blown argument. We, you know, I I mean, I was so angry that this point in time he didn't hit me. Um, to be honest with you, this point in time I had found out something and I was so angry or whatever. And, you know, we got into it and I, we, you know, we calmed down for a bit. And then it was something that I actually was watching on TV and it just triggered something like two days later, it like triggered something. So we got into a whole nother argument again. And we was like in a full blown argument. I mean, he was mad. His eyes was like bloodshot red. You know what I'm saying? Like he was pissed off. Like he was... Wanting to hit the wall, like, just move, just move, just move type situation, correct? Right? So, and when I say we both kind of like crazy, because like, a few minutes later, we hugging and we kissing each other like it ain't shit happen. You know, and we cuddling. And, I mean like, and my mom, like, what the fuck? does This happen? Like, are we crazy or what? You know, hell, am I a narcissist? Do I have some of them narcissists trade inside of me? Because I just started feeling or seeing some of the things that he was doing and I can feed off of but I said no it's just feed off of that energy and and sometimes and it's toxic it's very toxic and um, and something like I said you sometimes you just have to know where to stop yourself at when it gets to a point like it's an argument sometimes you have to know okay well if, it, if he feels a certain type of way then I'm not even going to feed into it I'm not going to say anything you know I'm not going to give him that because normally that's what they want and I notice like if I don't argue with him if I say something that I need to say to him I say it and I, I don't respond back to it if I say something I say it and I leave it you know, if he want to say something else bad and keep going and going, then I, you know what I started doing? I started doing what he's doing. I'm going to give you the solid treatment. I'm not going to respond. I'm not going to say anything. And so when I start doing what he do, you know what he does? Oh, so you're not going to say anything? Oh, so you don't see me texting you? Okay. Then I get the okay. Then it'll be hours later. So that's what's up. Then he'll hit me with that. All right, so don't hit me later type bull crap. Like, dude, whatever. You can take this how you want to take it, but I'm going to treat you the same way you treat me. Like, he don't even like me to go. He try to say he don't have a problem with me going out or doing anything, um, but he does like to try to keep me in the house. and And he do because like um, I'll tell him like one day I had text him and I was like um, I'm on my way home now and I get off at four thirty every day. So I text him and I was like, you know, I'm you know I'm on my way home. And this was like at seven thirty. Yeah, and he was like, on your way home. I was like, yeah. He said, from where? I said, he says, so you haven't been home all day? I was like, no, I'm on my way home now. He said, from where? I said, I've been out. Doing what? Where you been? You got off work at 4.30. And I'm like, okay, yeah. But it's no different from when you get off and you go somewhere and you do what you do and then you come home. So why I'm getting all the damn third degree questions, you know what I'm saying? So it was like nine thirty one night and then I I had to take some because the car wouldn't crank. I had went to the store and the car wouldn't crank and it all because I needed the battery need to be jumped. But I didn't notice at the time. So I was like telling him that the car wouldn't crank. and He's like, well, where you at? You supposed to be home. I'm like it's 9:30. And what you mean I'm supposed to be home? He said that's right. You're supposed to be home. Why are you not at home? Dude, I didn't know I was supposed to be at home. So with narcissists, they are very controlling. Let's get that straight. As long as everything goes their way, they're good. Very, very, very controlling. But you have to learn when to stop, you know, compromising and you know, start trusting, like I said, start trusting your own judgments. Um, and you both Everybody has to take accountability. You know what I'm saying? For whatever situation, you both have to I have to take accountability, he has to take accountability for anything that we do in this marriage. And you also have to set boundaries. You know, and like I said, you have to learn what to do and what not to do even where, you know, you feel something ain't right. I had to get to the point now because he is a narcissist. Um and I'm you know what? And I'm going I'm going to say I think he's a narcissist. I'm not going to let me I don't want to put that out there, that he's a narcissist. I just Let me change that. I'm going to say I assume that he's a narcissist. I feel that, but I'm not a therapist, you know. But as far as I can see and reading up on certain things, I do feel that he's a narcissist. And like I said, when I spoke to our, you know, we had went to, you know, seek therapy, we went to counseling. And I told the counselor that, you know, which was the pastor, and I told him that, you know, hey, I, I think that he's a narcissist. And in the middle of me crying and telling him I think he's a narcissist, the pastor turned to me and he said, Well, if you think he's a narcissist, then I need to talk to you. Because his more focus was everything was based off of me, you know, for me healing. Because he told me I was crying like a war like I was filling up baskets. He said, I ain't never thought you were gonna stop crying because it, I got to the point like everything I when it was talking about him, I just always wanted to cry. I always wanted to cry, you know. And just talk about certain things, and then I realized the reason why I started crying a lot was because I never really dealt with anything that my husband put me through. I just always took it and kept it moving. You know, like, I got, I'm okay. You know, I'm good. So I felt that only thing I was doing was suppressing everything that I went through. You know, and I kept everything bottled inside and until I started having a breaking point. Because I was like, you know what, we're going to have to deal. And I told him, I sat him down. I said, look, we're going to have to deal with this. I said, you can't get to the point, you can't do the stuff that you do to me, but then try to tell me how to heal. You can't tell me you don't want to hear what I have to say. You can't tell me you don't want to deal with it. And he, he loved to say, well, you're going to make me keep paying for the stuff that I've done. And he used to always say that. I said, it's not about me making you continue to pay for the stuff that you are done, but what you're going to pay for is the stuff that you're continuing to do. But what you're not going to do is do the things that you have done and then tell me that I can't deal with it or I can't say anything about it or I can't talk to you about it because you don't want to deal with it because you don't want to face what you've done, you know. And that's one thing that, that I read on when I got my fingers up, quote, quote me, as in, narcissist does things like that, you know. They don't ever, they can do whatever to you, and as long as you take it, you know, that's it. They're good. And then he used to always make me start questioning myself. Again, that's when it comes to manipulation and everything. He used to always make I started questioning myself when it came to certain things. Um, like we can be in, you know, talking about something or have a disagreement or whatever, and then a few minutes later, to me I'm like, Why did I say that? Or maybe I shouldn't have said it, or maybe I shouldn't have questioned him, maybe he wasn't doing this and it wasn't that. And in reality, even though in his mind he knew he was it was he was telling a lie but he was wanting to make it seem like it was true you know what I'm saying but in his mind he already knew it was a lie but he was so he wanted to be so angry to make me believe that and started you know that he's telling the truth and I started questioning myself and that's a that's another thing that we as women we have to learn to look at because a man will lie to you in your face with a straight face make you feel like, you know, you're trying to accuse them of stuff and it's not true, and nine times out of ten, it's the truth. And he used to always, and, and what I never understood is, I'm like, dude, do you know majority of our marriage, our whole, our arguments and everything that um we used to argue about was because of something that you did and I brought it to your attention or I asked you about it and you lied to me, you know, and we started arguing about it. But the arguments would have never happened if when I was talking about the situation and you had been 100% honest. So we did have a conversation just the other day. We did. And um, and for the very first time, the very first time, and, and I told him, and I had thanked him. I said, you know what, I want to say thank you, and I really do appreciate it because this particular night we had a conversation about something. And um, I told him how I felt. And he told me how he felt, and it was no argument, you know. And he actually listened to me or whatever, and I told him why I felt so hurt with a certain situation. Um, I had told him, this was years ago, and, and this is why I was to the point where I was hurt when he, you know, and this is why he said he hid the daughter from me. Um... He used to always say he didn't want any kids. I don't want no more kids. I don't want no more kids. Cuz you know at this time he, had, you know, he had his two sons and them was my babies, love them. Um and he was like he didn't want any more kids. I'm like, "Okay, well you got your two sons and I have my three. I have my two girls and my son. So we got five kids. So we good." So I was so he didn't want any more kids. So in 2010, you know, before I even had my hysterectomy, there's certain things we took precautionary to where we, you know, we made sure I wouldn't get pregnant, you know. Um, I ended up getting a hysterectomy based off, not just saying based off, but I needed it. And um, we went and both had this discussion. We talked. And he was like, he didn't want any more kids, blah, 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 this and that and third. So we agreed upon this. Now, mind you, we ended up getting married. There you go. So when he did have a child and when he finally told me, that was the crushing part because it's like you always told me you didn't want any more kids. He kept saying, I didn't, I didn't, I messed up, I messed up, this and that and the third. But it doesn't matter. The point is you, we took precautions to make sure that I didn't get pregnant, you know, even before I had a hysterectomy and then I ended up having a hysterectomy. But you mean to tell me you wasn't smart enough, even though you was that dumb to go ahead and cheat, you was that dumb to do what you did and not cover up? or whatever you did, you know. So, and I had that discussion with him, but this is the very first time that I had that discussion with him without him getting, you know, to the point where he was, like, aggravated. He actually sat there and he listened, and I told him, I said, so this is why you don't understand. This is where my hurt comes from because there's so much, you know, so much lies that you have done. Everything that you have done is, like, starting to be questionable, you know, and then you want me to trust everything you do and say, but how can I trust everything you do and say when everything was a lie? You mean hell? It could be raining outside. and I'd be looking outside, and I know it's raining. You would be like, "No, the sun out." Just, just, <laughs> just a little blatantly lie. You know what I'm saying? So it's just little, thir- just little certain things like that that I felt like you know that makes me think he's a narcissist because narcissists can keep so. Can- when I tell you niggas can keep a lie, they can. That's all they do is lie. And when somebody can hold a lie for years, you know, and look you in your face for years, they got some narcissist traits in them. So that's the reason, Samantha, why I said that I feel that he's a narcissist, and I know I read a part in your email too. You said that um, you feel that the guy you with is a narcissist, and I do want to say, and I and like I said, I can never say for someone you know what tell somebody else to what to do in their relationship, you know, because of what I haven't done in mine, you know. Um, but I see in the email as well. You said you think the person that you're with is a narcissist. Y'all been married for three three years. Um, you don't have any kids together at all. He want kids, but you don't with him at the moment. Um, and I also said that you having here that you said you are, you are being abused um, emotionally, not physically. Okay. Ooh. Um, well, I say who, because thank God, you know, abuse is abuse, Samantha. Um, Thank God that you're not being abused physically. Oh, that's, ooh. Thank God you're not being abused physically, but emotionally, is just as bad. And um, the reason why I say that, because that can take a toll, anything can take a toll on you mentally. And we as women, sometimes when we get broken down into pieces, it is hard for us to... Build ourselves back up, and especially if we don't have the right amount of people in our corner, um, I dealt with my emotional abuse and my physical abuse and stuff, I kept that to myself um, because, like I said, my family isn't here, it's just his family, and regardless of the fact, it's still his family, you know um. You know, I do love them, but and I'm and I know they do love me, but again, that's still his family. So, if you don't have the right amount of people in your corner, that's gonna, you know, that's gonna talk to him to say, okay, well, you know, this is wrong. You don't, you know, you shouldn't put your hands on her. Or you shouldn't talk to her that way. Or you shouldn't do that. You know, it. It, and you don't have the people in your corner to support you. It's it's hard to bring yourself out of, and you get in a shell. And like for me, I felt myself getting depressed. Um. I would cry for them, you know, I'll be sitting home and I'll be crying and I'm like, why am I crying? And then I'd be knowing why I'm crying, but just sometimes out of the blue I would cry and then, Samantha being emotion you know and you said you know you're emotional, Bruce, but you already saying too as well, you don't want to have kids. And I applaud you for that because I would not I would not wanna per se have kids in that type of situation as well, you know. And then I look at God and I think God, you know, I have three Three wonderful children. And my ex husband, you know, he's a great father. Like I said previously in my, one of my previous podcasts, I would never, ever, me, he was not good as for us being, you know, husband and wife. And maybe we would have, but like I said, at that time I was young. Um, but he's a great father, you know, but we're, we're not compatible to be together. You know, we're, it's just, you know, he's a great father. And I would never take that away from him. So I thank God and I praise God every day for him being the father that he is to my kids, you know, being in my kids' life. You know. Um I think God was saving me from having kids with Angelo, to be honest with you, because of the type of person that he is. Um not saying he's he's a he has a good heart. He does. But he's very selfish, and when it doesn't matter if you family, not family, or whatever, if you make him feel some type of way, it's about him. It's about self. He don't care how he make you feel. He don't care how he treat you at that moment because it's about him. And he has been times he haven't talked to family members for months, but he'll come around, you know, um, eventually. But um, if if Samantha if you can seek help for you know maybe counseling or maybe both of y'all can go to counseling. Maybe that will help. And, and I and I'll be praying for you. And, I, and I'm I'm just gonna be honest with you because, like I said, when someone reaches out like that, it's like kind of. And I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna actually reply back to you to your email. I, you know, I'm gonna respond to you personally to your email. You know, um, because. I thank God that you're reaching out, and if you're reaching out to me, little old me, you know, and I just started this podcast, so I, I feel kind of good in a way. And um, but you're reaching out, and I want to say thank you. But the same way you reached out to me, Samantha, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to reach out to someone up there in that area that you can talk to. And 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 let me tell you this: don't 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 let it be your family members. And this be, and I'm just going to be honest with you: don't put your family in your business. Um, when it comes to certain things, because if you're going to stay with your husband and you basically, y'all like newlyweds, but if you're going to stay with him, only thing that's going to do is create, you know, your family going to have an issue with him and you still going to be right there, you know? So you, if you can, you know, seek help from someone to tell them exactly how you feeling, Hey, I'm actually sending you my telephone number and, um, in the email and if you want to talk, we can talk, you know, cuz you know, maybe we can help each other, you know, count, you know, talk to each other, lift each other up. And that's what we as women we need to do. And a lot of things like I I I did want to point out one thing. Someone asked me in an email, I'm not going to even address their name, but in an email or whatever saying, "You go so hard on your husband, but I don't see you going hard on these females. What are you scared?" Like, that's for one, that's a childish email. (laughs) So, I'm not even going to give their name. I'm not even going to reply to that email. But what I'm going to say is, it's not about um, me going hard on a female. And, excuse me, going hard on my husband, not a female. Because the issues with us, Samantha, our issues are our husbands. So, what I'm saying is don't put anybody in your business. I'm going to, whatever issues you have, you talk to your husband about it. See if you can talk to him about it because it had to be something that made y'all get married. You understand what I'm saying? It was something that made you get married. So talk to him. See if you can talk to him and then see see if y'all can seek counseling together. If not, seek counseling on your own because sometimes that healing comes from, you know, you seeking counseling on your own so you can learn to deal with certain situations in your own household But and can teach you how to heal and deal with certain things. Um... But yeah, I did get an email about me addressing my husband, but not the females and whatever. I'm never going to address a female. I'm not even going to give them the time of day, you know, for what? Um, my husband is my issue. Yeah, females are an issue, but the females don't owe me anything. You know, and but one thing I do hate that it is us women that's always attacking another woman. So, Samantha, I I thank you for reaching out and not having nothing negative to say towards me. And because you also feel in some type of way in your marriage and you're seeking help and we can help each other. And and that's the type of that's what I'm looking for in my life from here on out. I'm not trying to look Mm -hmm. for anything negative. I'm trying to be positive in my marriage. Like I told him, you know, I'm not going to sit here and accept anything that he does. If I have an issue, I'm going to address it. And we agreed to. I was like, look, you did a lot of fucked up shit. Granted, I haven't left you. Granted. You haven't left me, granted. So what we're going to do, if it's an issue, we're going to talk about it. We're not going to argue about it. If you feel some type of way, we're going to talk. We're going to address it, and we're going to move forward. So hopefully, um, if you can talk to your husband, talk to him. Because, like I said, it, y'all y'all fairly new, you know, not even married that long. And it had to be a reason why he asked your hand in marriage. And it has to be a reason why you agreed for his, you know, to accept it. You understand? Um and that's the same thing I told my husband. I was like, it was the reason you asked me to marry you. And he said, yes, it was. And I said, so you need to think about that reason. And he told me, he said, he think about it every day and it makes him, he wants to be a better person and he's going to be a better person. And I can tell you that he have changed now. Am I about to get into this gaslighting and then playing the game of the forget and forgive game anymore? No, that's not what I'm going to do. but he has changed. I've I've seen the changes, you know. Um, and I, like I told him, I appreciate it. And sometimes I don't even say anything, I just look at him and I'll be like, you know what, thank you. He'll be like, well, I'm just like saying just thank you, you know. Because sometimes we have to uplift our men as well, no matter what they do. if We still here, we beside them or whatever, we still have to lift them up. And, um, and I hate that you're feeling down that like, so early in your marriage. Um, when and I know you said that sometimes you feel like you become you're starting to become angry and resentful and hateful towards him. And I really don't, you know, I don't want you to feel angry, resentful, or hateful because that's the only damaging you. You know. It's not affecting him because I guarantee you, baby girl. When y'all go to bed at night, he's sleeping peacefully, and we be the ones up all night tossing and turning and can't sleep. You know, so um. Don't don't become ang- so angry in yourself that it start taking away, you know, pieces of you. Because like I said, I know I have lost myself, and um. I refuse to go back to that place again. I, I refuse and i want you you know to, you know just try to put some you know some boundaries start setting some boundaries I, like i said i don't know your situation but start putting some um some boundaries in your situation um like i said i can't tell somebody how to you know what to do in their marriage that i haven't done in my own you know so i would never tell anybody to ever leave their spouse or anything like that because only you know what you can tolerate and what you cannot tolerate what you're willing to accept what you're not willing to accept and that's just for you to know because somebody on the outside can tell you, girl, you need to leave or you need to do this, that and the third because they're not in your shoes. They're not in your shoes. And I have been that type of person on the outside looking in on the situation because I used to be like, man, I wish he would do that. You know, and I'm not going to speak about a certain situation, you know, because I haven't asked my you know, sister permission. Sorry, sis. Not going to say which one. Miranda, sorry, but no, she was sitting, you know, and I'm going to see if I can get her to talk, but she was in a situation a long, long, long time ago, and no one knew, no one knew, but God knew, and when I tell you God is real, God is real, because um, she was getting married, <laughs> and the day of the wedding, y'all, the day of the wedding, we get to the church, and my nephew, drop what you call it Da-da-da-da-da. the the rain he was the rain bearer. the he was ringing a little bell he dropped before he walked in the church he was about to walk in the church and it broke right then and there but check this out before all of that he they left the wedding rings in orangebury they were getting married somewhere else in another in another little town so they had to go Almost thirty minutes back just to go get the rings because they left the rings, so the wedding was delayed for you know that many you know minutes back. But when it, when it was time for the wedding to go, you, so one day, where you, there you go the the uh, the rings was left. My nephew dropped the the, the bell on the way walking into the church, and it broke. But so it kept on going. But it, it was me at the time because at the time I was married to my ex-husband, so I was her maid in honor. And I swear to you not y'all. I was trying to walk in the church, literally try to walk in the church, and my legs would not move. I, it wasn't, and I don't understand like why I could not move, like something was forcing me back, like I, like like to not walk into that church, Something was like literally keeping my body there, but I was able to walk, but when I was walking my legs were so heavy, like I couldn't really walk, you know, and I never understood it until years later. It was like God was speaking. You know, at that time, she wasn't, you know, in a relationship where we never knew that, you know, he had a problem with his hands and he put his hands on. He might, I don't think it was uh, all the time situation, but he did it maybe once or twice, but we never knew. She never said anything. But I used to tell my sister, I said, I'd be damned if I'm going to be in a relationship, somebody put their hands on me. I'd be damned. You know, I said, you're stronger than that. Don't ever let nobody put their fucking hands on you. Blah, 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 this and that and third. So one night, we was all over at her house and he came. And the first thing I did and, you know, I was looking for, I know my sister had a little gun. I want to blow his ass away. I wish you would put your hands on my sister so all of us were ready for him. All of me, my nephews, everybody, we was ready for him. You know, don't you touch my sister. We ain't having that, so I called 911. I was like, look, you better get here or somebody gonna be carrying him out on the stretcher. You better get here, and I'm not playing. So I was that sister. Like, nah, you're not gonna put your hands on my sister. And this, and that, and third. So like I said, Samantha, we always listen to, you know, don't ever go on what somebody say on the outside because of our situation. Because when we get in that situation, what we do, the total opposite. And like I said, I was that one. And I was the one I always say, I would never be with somebody to put my hands on me. i will never be with somebody that they cheat on me. I never does, and I never that. And I, everything that I said that I would never take, I accepted in this marriage. I accepted in this marriage. And only thing I want to say to you is I thank you for reaching out again. And like I said, I'm going to send you my numbers. Um, if you're willing to, if you want to text me or call me, I'm giving you the 100. Go. You know what I'm saying? And um, if you can, please, please get counseling. And try to talk to your husband because, like I said, it it has to be a reason why y'all got together. You know, you both of y'all don't have any kids, thank God, for right now. Maybe he's trying you know, it's it's going to be a work. Maybe he's working on y'all first. And... It's the reason y'all got together. You know, I don't know what it is, but you know. He knows. So maybe if y'all can, you know, talk to each other and figure out what it is that, you know, that y'all want to do do that. Um, But I want you to seek help for you because you said, you know, you're starting to be hateful and angry and resentful. And like I said, that's a lot on somebody's soul, their heart. It's heavy. And when you have so much hate and resentful and anger in you, like, you're just miserable all day and it's not a good feeling. Like, you can't even function, and I know I couldn't. I used to get up, go to work, come home, get up, go to work, come home, get up. It was like a, like, it was like a robot, you know, and didn't have time for nobody, no family, no kids, no nothing. It was just, I was drained, and I was angry, you know, so if you can seek help, please seek help, um, some type of counseling, and like I said, you know, if you want to reach out and talk to me, we can talk, and we, I'm here to give you some uplifting, encouraging words if I can. And if you got any for me, I'm willing to listen because, like I said, I'm I'm in the stage of my life. Lord knows I'm 41, and I just want to be able to. And I don't look it. No, I don't. I'm just kidding. But, no, I'm in the stage of my life where I just want to be happy. Everything that I went through, I just want to let it go. You know, I, I just want to be free from all the negative stuff, all the stress. And if it's not helping me, helping me grow, not putting it, good energy inside of me, then I don't want it around me. And that goes for my husband as well and we had that talk, you know. Um if you're not going to be good to me and for me, I don't need you. Because I'm not accepting anything less than what I deserve. I know my worth. I knew it then, but what I what I let the thought go of was the fact that I forgot that he was human as me. You understand what I'm saying? I put him up on a pedestal. Saying he would never do this. I would never think he would do that. But forgetting that he's still a human. He's still a man. You understand? So, um, yeah. But uh, if you can understand and live in your truth, and this is for any woman, including myself, we have to live in our truth. And don't be ashamed of it, because everybody has a story. It might not be your story. your My story might not be as worse as yours. Somebody you know yours might not be as worse as mine, or the next person might have you know have the same thing that happened to me, but had a little extra happen. you know, you know doesn't mean that my hurt, my truth, is a little less than yours. You understand? And that's a problem that a lot of females have because we feel, okay, well, you went through something, I went through something, too. So, yeah, I'm not going to help you out right now. I need to focus being on me. I went through this and I went through that. But you don't want to help lift me up when we both can lift each other up. We done been through some shit, might not be the same shit at all. You might have, you know, have issues with a job or other stuff that's going on in your life, don't have anything to do with your husband cheating, but you're still going through some things. You, you, this person over here might be going through some cheating. This person might here be going through some abuse. It could just be different type of levels of stuff that people are going through in their lives. And we as women, we gonna have to learn to pull together and uplift each other instead of tearing each other down. And especially over men, because one thing these women out here, these side women or whatever they do out here or want to call themselves, they always try to give have the issue with the spouse or the girlfriend. And um, and for what reason, I have no idea. We didn't do anything to you. The issue is the man, so why do you have an attitude with me? What is the problem for you coming from me? You take that out with him. Whatever y'all had to deal with, you deal with that with him. Leave that over there. Don't bring that to me. I'm good. Don't don't bring it to me. And that's a problem that a lot of females have. Like you rather, you rather hurt another female because you think you're doing something. But God don't bless no mess, honey, at all. And God, like I said, everybody said, well, you know, God, let me tell you, and that's another thing, God, the same person, that's doing what he did to you, Samantha, just like my husband did what he did to me, that same God that we praying to, love, love them just as much. You understand what I'm saying? So we can't wish well on anybody. We have to, the only thing we can do is pray for him. And that's what I'm saying. So if you can, talk to your husband, pray for your husband, speak life into your husband. Because sometimes... They go through things too, and we don't know anything about it because them as they what they try to do is because they feel they men, they have to carry their own load, and sometimes them carrying their load is kind of heavy on them too, so sometimes we got to ease the load from them I'm not saying what they do is right, and i and and that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is that they have stress that's going on with them as well, so maybe if you can talk to him and actually see what's going on with him because like I said. I finally talked to my husband and we had that conversation and he was able to and I told him I said look at me. I said you knew who I was at the beginning. And we used to talk about everything. What you decided to do and what you did to me. You stopped looking at me as your friend and started looking at me just as your wife, but not as the, having the respect as me as the wife and the friend and all of that. You know? I said, "But what you need to do is you need to take it all the way back." And remember how we used to talk? Don't don't talk to me in this conversation. And say, you got to try to tell me a lie because you're my wife and I don't want to hurt you. No, don't do that. Talk to me because I always tell you be open. So when someone is being open and honest with you, you can make all type of decisions right then and there for yourself and for your situation. So, Samantha, I'm really, really, really going to be praying for you. I am. Um, And I'm going to tell you that I love you. And I want to appreciate you and thank you for actually listening to my little podcast. Um and I'm going to try to, what I'm going to try to do with my podcast, like I said, is about lies and deceit, but the truth hurts, and I, like I said, I don't want just to be based off my life, or, you know, and what happened with me and my situation, because I want it to be uplifting and stuff like that, so it can be, if you're out there, and like I said, you can go to have similar situations pertaining to mine, or even not, but if you have been lied to in any type of form, felt deceitful, been deceived in any type of way, you know, any type of, hurt that you had no matter what it is reach out to me because we can talk about it. it doesn't have to be about cheating all the time it doesn't have to be about abuse all the time you can be hurt from other stuff you know you can be lied to about something else and you still your truth and it also hurts you you know so once again my podcast is lies in deceit but the truth hurts and again this was going out to samantha in chapel hill and again i want to say i thank you um i'm going to be praying for you and if you can pray for me Um, and I appreciate you for listening and I'm about to actually respond to your email in about five minutes. And again, thank you and you have a good night.